So, um, you were going to head to Loudwater. Now, as he said, he can't take all of you at the same time. So, what order do you want to go in? Like, who do you want to arrive first at Loudwater? Which people? He can probably take two at a time. Probably, like, the two horses and maybe someone on his back. Then two, and then two, if I counted that properly. Um, should be five. Well, no. Four, I guess. So, two and two. Um... Plus the horse. So yeah, it probably will take him two trips to do it. So who of the two of the four of you, which two are gonna go on the first trip? Uh, I'll go in the advanced party. Okay. Who else is joining him? <laughs> um I'll go with There we go. Greta wants to stay with her pony. Okay. And a rush. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> okay, then I'm I'm going to stay with Pony and Urush. <laughs> okay um, so um, he turns to you he says alright I'll be back in several hours probably four or five I would guess if all goes well if you don't hear from me then you'll need to consider at what point you need to try to come down and search for yourself um, hopefully there won't be a problem but it is conceivable that it could happen in the meantime though enjoy time with your pony um, also, just so you know, his voice lowers, he kind of lowers his head to you, and he says, he really likes grass, if you're looking to feed him. I mean, that's the way to get in his good graces. Just, just, you feed him grass, and he immediately, he's just like a, like a kitten at that point, or like a kitten that I wouldn't eat. I mean, um, like, like something like that. Thank you for the hint. My pleasure. Tell me if you think about Orash while you were listening to that. <laughs> exactly. Orash <laughs> continues to shake his head, like, you know, uh, just, just disgustedly um okay so he takes off and heads directly to the southeast now for this i need to grab my uh sword coast adventurer's guide give me one second just do the monty python music ah coconuts coconut around when you need one Here we go. Okay. I need to make sure that we're all flying in the right direction. Let's see. Fields. That's right. We just have to head down on the map. Fields. Fields of the dead. Death world. Death land. Death plus death is death. All these can be yours for one package holiday price. Tons and tons of death. (laughs) Even more of death. Okay. Um... (laughs) I love death. <laughs> it's such a good a good place. Okay. Um let's see. So I actually need a That's what I'm looking for. Okay. Um right. So Okay. So, um, he, uh, takes off and begins to head to the southeast, and he passes over the high forest. Now, as he's traveling, he does kind of this, the tour guide thing of, uh, you know, as the wind is whistling past your ears. And down below there, you can actually see the western side of the forest. If you look to the left side, you'll find, like, it's sort of like, you know, if you look at the left side of the plane, you'll see this, you know. 
type of thing as he's traveling along. Um, and uh, yeah, exactly, Giblix. Um, and uh, over the high forest itself. Um, eventually, when you get to about here or so, um, looking off to your west, first of all, the um, light sun is not is not setting yet, but we're definitely in the afternoon now. And you can look over to this side, and you can actually see the sun starting to set uh, on the other side, it, the side of it. Um, but these peaks are pretty high, and they look ominous, kind of wreathed in cloud and also of shadow. And as you're driving, as you're flying by, he says, that was the Star Mounts, a place that used to have a great deal of, well, good people that were there. There's still some, but now the place is treacherous and dangerous, and even the dragons do not respect the culture of dragons at times. He shakes his head and he says, that's ah, a shame. Um, and he continues to um, head south a little bit further. Uh, and finally, as he's traveling along, uh, you see that he's beginning to, or you can sort of sense that he's beginning to settle down, like basically beginning to drop lower and lower in the sky, um, and, uh, heading on towards, uh, Loudwater. Um, as you are sort of moving, uh, in towards it, um, you don't see anything in particular, and then you notice that on the outside... Um, of Loudwater, you notice that uh, Loudwater looks to be, there's a lot of people. And as you get closer, you can actually see that a lot of people is not just a lot, it's a real lot. You see that Loudwater is crowded and there is a huge trail of people, basically, um, that are coming from, uh, let's see. Yeah, um, that are coming from this direction. You can actually see that there is a whole, looks almost like a, a river of people um, that are coming into Loudwater. And you can see that there's lots of movement on the streets, lots of people in the streets. Um, and uh, Kalismana says, what on earth? I don't understand what's going on. Loudwater is a sleepy little place, not that very large a population. This thing is big enough for them to populate Waterdeep again. What on earth are they doing? Um, just to clarify, did it look like they were coming from the west edge, coming into Loudwater from the west side? Uh, sorry, east side. I, uh, they looked like they were coming in from the east side, not the west yeah. side. Yep. Well, we did. Chloch um, had been attacked by stone giants. They could be refugees. And he says, That seems logical. You can look down there and see there's some wagons with them too. But if these are refugees, does that mean that they destroyed the entire city? And he shakes his head. I don't know. Questions for answers. But the real question is whether or not I can fly in safely, or whether they're likely to react poorly to my existence. It would be prudent to set us down a ways, I think. Because they might be perfectly willing to accept your explanation while you're there. And as soon as you're not there, they might have very pointed questions to ask us. I see. All right, then. I'll try to place you in the right spot. Let's see what I can do here. Um, and so he kind of, you know, carefully circles around, uses some of the cloud cover to, like, duck up into one of the clouds and, like, dodge below trees and things like that. And finally, he lands um, right in the middle of, or well, I shouldn't say right in the middle, but right near the top of uh, Southwood. Um, and Southwood, which... You can see over 
here. Um, some people, some uh, naturalists claim that Southwood is really a part of the high forest. It's just that there's a wider gap than normal that basically separates the two parts. But most people who know the area will have told you that the high forest and the Southwood are really nothing alike. The Southwood does not have any kind of the same um, sort. It has the same sorts of trees, same sorts of leaves, but nowhere near the same feeling of oppressiveness of what the high forest has. So there are differences uh, between the two ways that those things actually exist. Um, and yes, so, um, and so he drops you off right at the uh, bottom, or the, excuse me, I beg your pardon, at the top of Southwood, the northernmost spot of Northwood. And he says, all right, now, am I to uh, go back immediately, wait with you, or have you wait before you send me? Go get Greta. Before she eats the pony. I don't think she'll eat the pony. <laughs> he says. He says she if I resist. Supplies. <laughs> he says if I resisted eating it, she'll be able to resist. Fear not. I'd be more concerned about the pony eating her if you took a look at it lately. But that's fine. It'll be fine. She won't be in any any danger. All right. I'll leave you here. I would caution you though. These areas none too known to you. None too well known to you. You want to make sure that you take it easy. And stay out of sight as much as you can. Okay. And um, he nods and then he takes off um, and begins the journey back. Okay. Um, so as I said, it was it was afternoon, basically mid-afternoon. And it's not really until about 7.30 or 8 p.m. Uh, that you can actually see Greta, him, his, you know, distant form on the horizon disappearing, you know, appearing and getting closer and closer as he comes. Yeah, well, I wait for Kalismana to land. That seems prudent. Okay. Um, so he does um, actually land. Um, and then he says, um, and you were here with Urash and your pony, right? Yes. Okay. And uh, he lands and he says, all right, then. I've dropped off your companions. They're waiting in a relatively safe place near Loudwater. But there's something strange about it. It's absolutely packed with people. I've never seen this many people at Long Park. At, uh, at, never seen this many people before. And he um, looks up and uh, kind of looks around at the, um, at the surrounding area. Um, and then he kind of blinks and he says, That's odd. Do you hear that sound? Do I hear that sound? Go ahead and make a perception check. Let's see if you do. Do I hear that sound? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if you do. Um, yeah, the river definitely does not. <laughs> it's not that loud. Um, okay. Uh, I'm wondering, actually, if I should have Urash make a perception check for this, too, since he is there. Um, can you roll for him, uh, Saber, for me? Yeah, but I have no idea what modifiers he's got for it. Uh, well, let me see. I think you can click on him. Yes, you can click on his sheet. No, you can't really. Okay. No, everyone's sheet. I can. Ah. Uh, let's see. Um, he will have. Yeah, he's so he's got plus four. Is what he's plus got. Four. Yeah. Okay. Time me right up. <laughs> <laughs> that actually works for some reason Orash seems to be completely non-responsive this week I don't know exactly why or... it's like his heart's just not yeah he just doesn't seem to be really committed to this week uh, to, to actually speaking um, or being there uh, so um, he does not see anything 
Um, Greta, you think you catch the faintest sort of neighing. And in fact, your pony definitely hears it um, and hears this kind of neighing in the distance. And um, and the Kalismana says, Ah, see, I knew we'd find him eventually. Um, and he says, That's your missing horse. Well, hello, missing horse. And uh, the, the horse is not there yet, but um, he hears him in the distance. So he says, okay. All right, should I go find him then? Get him and bring him back? Yeah, I think having more horses is a good thing. All right, then. I don't know whether I'll be able to carry all these things when we go back down to Loudwater, but we'll see what we can do. And he uh, takes off um, and heads off in the direction of the um, of the neighing. Uh, and sure enough, he comes back within a few minutes, um, and he is holding uh, a horse, which looks uh, a little the worse for wear, maybe. Um, not, fine. you know... Yeah, as opposed to your other pony, which is well-fed, this is maybe not quite as well-fed. Um, like, maybe it hasn't had enough food as of late. And he says, um, Ah, it was no problem. He was actually light as a feather. I mean, because I'm stronger, not because he's lighter or because he hasn't had food. I mean, that's not it. It's just, you know. It all evens out. It's, it's fine. <laughs> so, um, he leaves him there. He says, All right, well, now we've got everything that was needed. Um, we can take off immediately for Loudwater if you desire. Um, let's see. It'll be you... Orash. Now, I want to remember, actually, did you guys take the pony with the advanced scout, so to speak, or not? You, you, The pony stayed with Greta, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'd assume Greta would want to stay with so, the pony. Right. So the thing is, what Kalismana basically says is that he can't take a pony and a horse and Orash and Greta. So you're going to have to make a choice. He could probably carry one thing in his claws as long as he's maybe able to take a rest here and there. Um, but carrying two... Is not it's not like carrying you know bananas like these these things are a little heavy you know over long distance. Hold on to his tail. <laughs> <laughs> Great, or just having like a hood ornament like on the front of the face. Just yeah, like exactly. Reading. This is Greta's moment to have a ride on a rash. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, I think if so, as the pony and I am clearly doing, you are asking me whether I'm going to leave the horse or rash behind, right? Uh, well, and he might be able to take another trip. But the question is what you're going to do on this trip. Um, I mean, maybe it would be the fastest if actually I go with the pony and then Urash goes with the horse. Wouldn't that yeah. be like, Kalasmana, what would what would work best for you? If if I mean, if we split the weight between more or less equally between um both trips. You could certainly do that if you like. <laughs> oh, damn it, I'm really sorry. I don't know what's going on with this thing. Um, he says you could do that if you like. Or perhaps I could take you and Urash and, well, one of your uh, horses, maybe the small one, and then come back for the horse and bring that. I don't know whether I'm wild about taking three trips in one day. I am, of course, a very fit dragon. And he kind of, you know, his bends his back up and you see his muscles rippling along his side. But nonetheless, um, I'm not really built to be a taxi, you realize. I don't know how many more times I can go fly back and forth. However, I'm willing to take the extra trip. Um, so you could go together with your companion and the pony, but the horse would have to come separately, I think. Uh, or you could go with one mount and one rider. There's that too. Where did you Where did you um, drop off the others? Right outside of Loudwater, and as I said, I don't think I've ever seen that many people gathered in that village before. Um, they, at least Selsig seems to believe that they're actually um, refugees. 
So, so I just, not to frighten them, I made sure that I stayed away from the town and dropped them off at the northern edge of the South Wood, below Loudwater. From there, it's up to them whether they wanted to enter Loudwater or wait for you to return. We've all arrived late at night, right? Um, by this point, I would say, yeah, because he gets back to you probably by about 7 o'clock. Yeah, it's probably going to be about midnight by the time you get there. Okay, then I would, then I would say take um, Urash, me, and the pony, and um, then we're going to meet again in the morning, so you can also have some rest before taking the horse. That sounds good. Um, we'll just camp in the place or near the place where you drop us off. All right, that sounds like a choice. I like it. Let's do it. I'm ready to go whenever you are. Okay. I just have a look around the ruins so that we didn't leave anything behind, and then okay. um, take a last bathroom trip, and off we go. <laughs> okay. Um, he takes off and flies much in the same way. Now, um, I'm going to jump down to uh, River and Selsig um, as this, this back and forth is going. Hours are passing in the meantime, so I want to know what you folks are doing. Now, you are uh, River, you and... Um, and Selsig uh, are right here uh, at the top of Southwood. I'll, I'll put a little mark, basically there, basically. Okay. Um, and so you have a couple of choices in terms of whether you want to just stay camped out here or whether you want to try to head up and discover what's going on up in Loudwater. From where you are, you can look down from the sort of banks of the the edges of the wood, um, and you can see down a hill and then over towards the river, you can see Loudwater. And even from here, you can hear some of the sounds of um, people like, you know, it, it feels from here as if this village, this town is not big enough to hold the number of people that are coming into it. I was planning to climb a tree, but that's, that's kind of not needed now. Yeah, I mean, it's up to you what, what you folks want to do, but um, obviously you don't want to wander too far afield because they won't find you, but uh, yeah. you could stay here or you could head into Loud War. It's up to you. We've still got hours to kill yet, so... The question now, <laughs> can I smell food? Mm. Let's have you make a perception check here. I'll have you do this at plus two insofar as it's been a little while since you've eaten. And if you succeed, <laughs> roll for willpower. Yeah, exactly. Oh, crap. <laughs> well, because it's been, you know, like, aha. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah, you can actually smell uh, quite a lot of stuff. You can, but you can certainly smell um, food just like it, it smells basically like something cooking, um, which is drifting up from the town. Maybe a number of things cooking. There's a lot of people there. So maybe there's a lot of food um, being cooked and distributed. I look, <laughs> I look at Salsig and I'm like, there's food. Can you smell it? <laughs> Can I smell it? No. <laughs> no, you cannot. This I gave her, a, you know, she's uh, A, a dragonborn, and B, she's the river. So she's river. So, you know, it's a whole. I smell trees. Yeah, you do smell, smell that. I think I will get the food. So I just start, and then as soon as I say that, I just start walking off. <laughs> and I, I'm just standing there, like, about to reply to the like. <laughs> I have this image of you walking forward, uh, River, and then just, like, as you're starting to, because I told you it was, like, on the banks of a hill, then yeah. you just start running down, like, frantically, like, down the, yeah, like, right towards the village. Oh, man. I'm just like, I just sort of, like, 
<laughs> Are you following, Celsi? Yeah. Okay. I can't leave River unattended. Okay. <laughs> you get yourself stolen or something. So, um, so you notice as you are going down, you see there's a lot of people, of course. Um, and as you get closer and the noise begins to get louder, um, you can sort of feel yourself. It's, it's a little bit to see, hard to see, River, because um, for some reason your vision is frantically jarring all around. And then you realize it's because you're running at full bore, like full speed, like, <laughs> um, you know, right down towards the place. Um but uh, as you are, as you sort of are headed down there, you do notice that there are a lot of people um, coming in from different places. You notice that there's also a lot of boats uh, on the river which passes by um, Loudwater. Um, and you see one in particular bridge. Uh, now all of the sort of entrances into this town seem to be largely um, occupied already. Like there's lots of people that are already there. But there's one exception to that. Uh, and that is that there's this one rather large and evidently empty stone, arched stone bridge, which crosses literally over the river um, and leads into um, and leads into the town itself. And the gates are open, and there are two guards, or at least you think they are. You can just make them out. Two figures as you run frantically towards the town. Two figures that are standing on either ends of this open gate. Everything else around the city or around the town seems to be pretty much like just crawling with foot traffic, except for this one bridge, which seems open. Well, naturally, I head for the bridge, not really knowing any better, although I do slow down a little bit. <laughs> okay. So you slow down slightly. Um, yeah. Now, Celsig, you have not been keeping up with um, River because you can't, so you see her her pace start to slacken. Um, you're taking basically, you know, four steps for her every one, right? So just... So you've just been like, you know, book, 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 book. Right. Um, sort of heading down. And as you're like frantically running down um, this area, you see that she kind of slows down. And then um, I would say just as we're going to fast forward slightly, as she's about to get to the bridge, you find yourself at the spot where she just was. So now you can see that the whole, you know, again, the town is totally surrounded by people, except for this one open bridge that's arched that leads over the river into the, t the uh, city. And you can see the uh, two presumably guards standing opposite it. You also see them starting to take a couple of steps forward, like walking towards the bridge as you see river, you know, forest gumping it towards uh, towards the bridge, basically. Right? Years from now, this will be called the Invasion of Loudwater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yes, exactly. So it's... Um, so, you're, you, you basically see that. Now, River, as you get to the bridge... Um, I just want to be, I want to know. Now, the guards have not made any hostile moves. They are, however, moving towards the opposite, the far end of the bridge. Are you just, like, continuing to charge onto the bridge? Um, do you stop just before the bridge? Do you, like, what, what is your plan? trying to think what would River do. What I would do is very different from what River would do. <laughs> I, I've, I've come to learn. Yeah, um... Let's see. I, I'm assuming that the food smell is getting stronger. Yes, oh, definitely. Now you can uh, actually smell the delightful um, savors of sauces, meats, cheeses, potatoes. There is perhaps some root vegetables beyond the potatoes in there that you might smell. Um, yeah. Slightly charbroiled on the steak, you know? Oh, that dosh. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm starting to think like River. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Just get up um, and leave the room. We're we're having a chai. She's not here. She's... Yeah, no, I, 
had to go have some charbroiled steak. Yeah. <laughs> so how how foreboding do the guards look? The guards do not look foreboding. They definitely look curious, though, as to what the hell you're doing. Um, they don't look foreboding. Um, okay. And the bridge looks normal. Okay. Other than so, arched. And I... I slow down enough to be like walking with purpose, but still walking quickly. But okay. like, I'm not totally trying to run past them. Like I'm trying to get away with, with something. Got it. So, but I am still like headed right for the bridge. Okay. Um, and uh, so you get, uh, as you get onto the bridge and you begin to, you slow down and you begin to walk over it. There is suddenly this splashing sound from below you, from not you river, but the river below you. And suddenly, this fish comes flying out of the water directly at your face. So I need you to make a dexterity saving throw for me, please. We're going to see if you get out of the way. Oh, yeah, right, though. <laughs> uh, maybe? Uh... Yeah, not quite. Um, so what happens is you're basically coming up and then whap, like in the, you're like, huh, you like stagger over. Um, <laughs> and the the fish lands on the ground uh, next to you and is like flopping around. Um, and the guards, like the guards top and then they just, ah, <laughs> they just, they're like cracking up, like, you know, slap each other in the back. Oh, that, that never gets old. <laughs> That's, <laughs> all right, well. Toss it back in. It's good luck, you know. Don't you know what the flying fish bridge is called that for? <laughs> that was great. She just walked right over and did you see that? <laughs> and as you're sort of looking at them bewildered, another fish comes flying out, like just missing your head. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm trying to decide how hungry I am. Because <laughs> there's a fish at my feet. It's true. They seem to be waiting for you to toss it back into the... Uh, the river. How far behind is Selsig? Can he intervene at this point? Well, I'm thinking at this point you've been slapped in the face by a fish, so that probably slowed you down a little bit. I'd say, Selsig, you're now closing into where you can see that River has stopped on the bridge and seems to be looking down at something at her feet. And you see the guards now moving around oddly, and then you notice it's probably because they're laughing. So they seem to be laughing as you're, like, closing in. I'll, I'll still keep the pace up because I still don't know any context to what's going on they could be laughing at River for all I know trying to pick a fight okay that's true so he's not quite there I'd say River yeah I'm sorry um I think I think I do what they say and I pick up the fish and throw it but then I look eagerly over the side waiting for another fish to jump up okay um so uh it does, nothing else seems to come out. The fish hits the water and swims back into it. Now, there's still one fish that's left on the bridge. There's still one, one oh, fish, the, the that, second I one. Threw that, them both over. Okay, so the, both of them splash at the ground, and the guards nod at you, and they say, um, all right, well, you better cross over one way or the... And then they stop, and they go, the hell is that? Is everyone going to run towards the town today? And they point up, and you see um, Selsig very much, ha, ha, like, you know, like, out of breath practically um getting onto the bridge as you sort of turn around um and um as you so you you I've, actually i should ask that Celsic. do you do you also stop shy of the bridge or do you get like do you stop shy of the bridge or do you go i'm trying to get into like party distance okay so i just it's still good <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so as you're about to say something you hear this and then 
a fish comes flying out at your face. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw also. Uh, I'm going to ask you to do this at minus two because you are... Winded would be a charitable way to put it. <laughs> I am in pain I never knew existed outside of that time a bunch of skeletons nearly stabbed me to death. Yes. This is like me in seventh grade gym. It was not pleasant. Yeah. Right, so if we'll listen, then we'll knock off two. So that would be an eight. Yeah. So you are sort of like, and then this, you get smacked in the face by this thing as well. <laughs> and this, you stagger over and actually like fall onto one knee. Um, and then you look down and you see that there's a large fish wriggling next to you. And again, the guards, ah, <laughs> this is, I haven't seen, we haven't had two people take this bridge in for so long. Ah, this is, oh, do you hire yourself out at parties? <laughs> and they're like, you know, clapping each other in the back. Um, and uh, so you're, you're now, you have a little more breath than you had, but you're also a little bewildered because you've been hit in the haste, face by a fish. I just sort of pick up and I just sort of looking at it and I'm looking at everyone else. Wriggle, wriggle, like, wriggle, 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 wriggle. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, uh, Throw it over, it's for luck. <laughs> I just, I'm just like, my brain is so stunned with oxygen right now. I'm just like, <laughs> okay, so it hits the ground. It barely crossed, like, you like, it slams on the railing before it slips over the railing. Like, it barely clears uh, and hits, like, a big splash. And the guard's like, all right, now I suppose you're going to tell us that you've never heard of Flying Fish Bridge. Is that right, both of you? Uh-huh. Flying Fish Bridge. Ah, uh, this never gets old. I'd almost like to see them do it again, wouldn't you? And he says, nah, it's all right, Arter. Go ahead and ask them for their, tell them the story. Well, we call it the Flying Fish Bridge because, you see, a long time ago there were these wards that were placed on the overpass to preserve it, to keep it from falling down, and indeed it never has fallen down. The problem was that whoever did the magic, I guess, didn't really know what they were doing, and uh, so they made it that uh, the bridge would never fall down, but neither would anything fall... Everything would fall up, basically. Nothing would fall down, everything would fall up, including the fish. So when they swim underneath the bridge... They go upwards, sometimes right over the bridge. And now for the first time, you notice that there's like this smacking sound and you realize that that must be the sound of fish impacting on the bottom side of the bridge below you. Just like whap, 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 like below. Um, and they say, yes, and occasionally one of them, and then he ducks as a fish goes flying over his head, comes over the bridge itself. But it's considered good luck to throw one in the, in the uh, river. Been a long time, though, since anyone's been smacked in the face by it. That's, um, that's a new one on me. Um, you're not really supposed to go this way. We don't really want anyone being smacked by fish. Uh, what's your business here in Loudwater? I just had a brilliant idea for automatic tuna. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Um, I just, I, I'm, I was hungry. I was wondering if this was the way to the food. And, um, he says, well, there's certainly food to be found inside Loudwater, but... Um, given the situation we have right now, and they kind of look off to the east side of town where there's this, like, flood of people, we can't let just anybody in, you realize. We need good reasons to permit people in. And, um, we need basically a, a reason that distinguishes you from... He jerks his thumb over his shoulder towards where the whole line of people is on the east side of town. Why those people shouldn't come. I'm much taller than they are. He says, uh, that's true yes um and um his friend says do you have some particular business with a merchant here perhaps a family member i'm gonna buy their food um 
Oh, thank you, Acute Perspective. First of all, Acute Perspective, that's a good name. D&D Whoa, we rock. Just purchased a few RPGs. That's what I like to hear, Acute. Thank you, thank you. Good stuff. Um, okay, so, I'm sorry, you said you were here for what? What did you tell them? I said I was going to buy the merchant's food. <laughs> okay, they said, well, but all of them would be willing to buy the food also. Um, you need to have something specific. If there was something you could do, like, for instance, well, and then the other says, hey, what if, uh, look at these two. And they sort of look you up and down and they say, are you the adventuring type? I look at Selsig. And I look back up and I'm like, yes. <laughs> and they say, um, you see, the reason is we're having a spot of trouble with, um, well, it's not for me to say. It's really the High Lord's business. Um, you need to go see him. His name is Telbor Zazrek. But, um, well, we can't just let you on if they see that we're letting people through. They say, wait a minute, Tom. There is one possibility. If you go underneath the bridge and swim across, there's an area where no one will be able to see you down there from that side of town. Then you can just clamber up the side. We'll just let you pass behind us, and no one's the wiser. Normally, we wouldn't do this, but frankly, you've amused us so much that I'd like to be able to help if I could. <laughs> um, so yes, if you're willing to do that, that's fine. You just need to make sure you don't go right underneath the bridge in the center or, um, you know, smack. Yeah, that sounds uncomfortable. What do you think, Salsig? <laughs> Pirate is saying exactly what I was just describing. I wasn't even looking at chat like, wait, wouldn't that hurt? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was thinking that too. Yep. <laughs> Salsig, do you want to do it? How urgently do we need to get in again? I mean, we're still waiting for Greta and Urash. Oh, yeah. Shoot. They won't know how to get in. No. Plus, we wouldn't be able to laugh at them getting hit in the face by face. That's true. We should stay on this side of the bridge and then have them come across the bridge, and then they won't know, and yeah. they'll get hit in the face with a fish. And uh, then we can swim across. And then we can swim across. With the power of friendship. Yes. <laughs> he, he says, um, all right, well, then just wait on the other side of the bridge. Uh, if anyone comes, tell them the bridge is closed for repairs. Uh, well... Unless you want to tell them that if they run really fast, they can cross the bridge. Because that would be worth it, wouldn't it? Like, um, and the other one sort of nods and they kind of laugh at each other again. Um, <laughs> Alright, so they allow you, assuming you're willing to do that, so they will allow you to wait on the, you know, far, on the far end of the bridge away from the city. Um, and that will bring us now, I think, back to um, Greta and Urash. Um, as you were passing over, it is, of course, now getting very dark, so you can't really see. You do see the Star Mountains off to the east as you're flying. Um, but other than that, the high forest looms below you, sort of like a deep, dark green. Um, and as you were traveling, uh, Kalismana has been sort of commenting about some, some things below them, and he says, um, I must tell you, I hope that everything goes well, but um, I'm a little troubled by all these people in Loudwater. Those are refugees, and refugees come from only one thing, attacks and war. Want to make sure you don't get over your head here. Remember, your main objective is to try to gather information if you can. On the other hand, he kind of shakes his head. Well, leaving people abandoned if they need help, that doesn't seem right either. Ah, mortal life is so confusing. Much easier to be a dragon. And, um... We're in all over our heads anyway. Like... Uh, trying to to fix the problems that giants might have, so we might just go on. Um, and um, he nods and says, 
I suppose that makes sense. And if we can't... And all of a sudden, he sort of takes in a deep breath, sort of like a... And then, like, banks left. Now, I need you to make... Um, I'm going to need you to make a dexterity saving throw here. Um, you are holding on to him, of course, so it wasn't like you are just lying back on your back. But he did bank suddenly. You don't know why yet. Dexterity, of course, dexterity. What else? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so no. now, I you I not have flown. so chat. Now I need to talk to chat about. Um, have you heard the good news, chat, about inspiration? Because <laughs> if you uh, are a member of my channel, if you're a, if you are a part of the channel and you support either my Patreon or you sub to me at the tier two level, you have an inspiration you can use at any one of my campaigns during the month, and this counts. Now Greta has just rolled a two. That is not likely to succeed as a dexterity saving throw. So if you support or are a supporter, you could inspire her and keep her from falling terribly to something that might happen. Now, you don't know that that will happen, but it's possible that it could happen. So I'll put it that way. So do I have any any takers? Mm. I can tell you, Chad, this would be the second time that... Greater falls off something flying. Really exactly, high. nonstop. Yeah, actually, I had to save. Lucky. There was a, there was like a big lake below me. I'm pretty sure this is not in case the case with the forest. Yeah, that's probably true. And you're right. Nonstop used his already. That's because he because he was like saving other people. Look, nonstop can only save you all so much. All right, like yeah. there's only <laughs> only so many times. Um, and uh, thank you for the follow, by the way, no calzip. All right, well then, assuming that there is no inspiration forthcoming, assuming no one is going to step up to the plate, <laughs> what's up, Zokalzik? Welcome in. Um, all right, um, so Greta, you slip off, um, basically, because he banks so quickly, and you feel the very horrific sensation of beginning to fall towards the dark green below you. Um, and um, Celsic, uh, sorry, not Celsic, um, and uh, Kalismana um, curses. Um, Damn! What was that thing? And uh, he says to Urash on his back, um, something flew right past me. It was an attack. Um, where is she, though? And he kind of turns around, banks around, and then basically dive bombs, like sort of directly towards um, towards you, Greta. So you are sort of falling on your back towards the forest. He is diving towards you. It's a moment out of, uh, you know, cliffhanger, if anyone ever saw that one. You know, that type of thing. No, river can't catch her. River's not there. Um, right now, it's just Urash, and uh, Urash is just looking at you, not even trying to catch you. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> wouldn't be able to do a whole lot unless he jumped. I mean, I guess, I guess, I'm trying to think. I mean, he could jump after you, but he really, he can't really lasso you. Like, I mean, he, he's pretty much on for the ride, I think. Um, so, uh, and he reaches out, Kalismana reaches out a claw for you. Um, you can actually see it glittering, um, and he yells down at you, All right, well, grab on, Greta! Grab on, you can do it! I try to grab on! Pray to that god you care about! I pray to that god that I care about! <laughs> okay. Um, Alright, so make, uh, this time not a saving throw. This time it's going to be a check. This will be, unfortunately, I know you don't like these. It has to be a dexterity check, though. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Yeah, Orash waves goodbye. <laughs> oh! Oh! Wow. So... This is like cliffhanger. You miss. I um, my arms and it doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Um, uh, a little sign say eek. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Um, what Urash sees, 
And what Kala's mana sees as he's desperately trying to get to you is he hears this horrific sound of you crunching through the top of the forest cover. And Kalismana has to pull up at the last second because otherwise he's going to go, you know, basically crashing right into it himself. Um, So he manages to pull up just in time and you go crashing down. So there is a moment of silence for Greta. No, I'm just kidding. There's a moment of silence. Um... And uh, I'm going to talk about what happens with Urash in a minute. But first, I want to talk about what happens with with Greta. Um, Greta, everything um, goes dark. And you feel a lot of pain. Like, as you sort of, you're like, kind of moving around. You might be a little bit startled to be alive, actually. But you seem to be not only alive, but actually, um, I mean, although you're in pain... Your bones don't obviously seem to be broken, at least not immediately. Um, but, uh, and you are, because of course you are a dwarf, so you have this, you can see somewhat in the dark around you. Um, but there is this sort of dark, uh, sort of almost shimmering might be a way to describe it, um, where you are. Uh, and you are at the moment um, apparently lying on something soft on the ground, maybe moss maybe grass, but something like that. Um, and you can hear above you, there's actually a twittering, um, but not of birds. It might be like a chittering, like of bats, maybe insects, spiders, something like that. Wait, so I am lost, like, in the dark night, in a strange forest that I was told that was dangerous, and I'm lying on something soft. That's about the shape of it. I very, very carefully sit up. Okay. Um, everything hurts. <laughs> um, everything hurts. However... I a, can I make a medicine check to see how bad I'm injured? Yes. Um, and in fact, you should do that because I haven't told you the hit point amounts yet. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, first of all, you did lose a number of hit points. Um, in fact, you lost about 30 Um, So you're at 26. Mm -hmm. It feels to you as if your left arm is broken. Like you can't really shift it around very well. The rest of your body, although bruised and battered, seems to be in decent shape. Like your legs feel like they're not broken. You feel like you could move. I need to point out that there's no way you should have been able to survive that at all. Like that should have just killed you outright. So the fact that you're not dead is a strange feel. I'm going to send a prayer to Foltos, that is for sure. Yeah, Foltos did some good work there, basically. Like, that's, you know... Foltos <laughs> any good, you wouldn't have fallen off. <laughs> if I what? If Foltos was any good, you wouldn't have fallen off. <laughs> wow. You should, have been, you should have been using your uh, your saddle, but unfortunately the saddle doesn't work on a dragon. I'm sure this was all part of Foltos' plan. Everything will be fine. What am I sitting on? Um. So... You uh, you sort of look around and you thought you were on the forest floor, but in fact, you think what you're actually on is what feels like a cushion of moss that is on top of this web of branches. Basically, it feels like you're sort of, you, you feel like the branches, I mentioned it was soft, it's like you're on almost like a springy bed, and it's because the branches are underneath you. Um, but it's not like you just fell there. These branches look as if they've been woven together. Like they're holding you in place, like a hammock, basically. This is like a drag and drop off place. Like people fall down here. 
you don't, I mean, you don't know. You can't see above you to the sky. It's all tree cover. So um, as you look around, and this may explain why you... It, it makes. Anissa just got attacked by one of our kittens in a very delicate place. Oh my god. <laughs> well, that's what happened to you, and you know, no. And, and he tried to stay quiet. <laughs> Is he okay? Is Ebenezer okay? Are you okay, Yay? Are you okay? See, I love how she laughs at this. Notice, notice how Saber and I are like. That's not funny. There's nothing funny about that. That's not funny. All right. <laughs> He's, He's fine. fine. Okay, good. It's fine. Let's get back to Greta. <laughs> All right, see you, Magic Sky. Um, okay, so you are um, lying on top of this, like, you know, cushion, basically. This, this wet, this in this hammock, excuse me, um, of uh, of branches. And now that explains the chittering, because as you look around, you actually can hear and, in fact, see many, many eyes, eyes that are shining at you in the dark. Some look to be small little spiders, maybe, but most of them seem to be maybe bats. Oh, okay, bats. Bats are fine. I'm pretty sure bats are fine. This is this is good. Um, nothing bad will happen. Um, I will uh heal my arm or I'll try to heal my arm. Okay. With, um, uh, with the thing, pure bones. Okay. How do I make it roll? Click on it. You should be able to click on it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Also, what's up, Geronimo? There. Okay. Eight, eight hit points for my arm. All right. So that gives you. So first of all, um, yeah. So you have, uh, you have that. You feel like your arm is beginning to feel better, but you may remember that you tried something like this also with Celsic's finger, and this didn't. It wasn't like totally effective. Now, granted, his finger was literally amputated, and yours is not that. But um, so it feels better. Like the pain is definitely lessened. It's still not an effective thing. It, like you can't use it though. Really, I mean, it's still kind of hanging by your side. Less pain is good. I I'm all in favor of that. It seems like a good start. Um, okay, I look up. Can I see like where the 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 the, the tree cover is? Yeah, so when you look up, you actually I'm see... I'm not standing up. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting. I assumed. I yeah, yeah, I figured. Well, if you were standing, there would have been like a whole trampoline thing going on. So I figured you were just yeah. sitting. So, yeah, as you look up above you, kind of like, you know, you it, it's just sort of darkness. That's you know, nothing there. You can feel sort of the leaves. But something odd that you notice, Greta, is that most of the leaves are higher up and farther from you, but right above you, the leaves look to be much lower. So in other words, it's like, how do I describe it? The rest of the tree cover, the rest of the forest seems to be at a certain level, like the trees are there, but where you are, it seems to be... I'm sorry? I accidentally rolled something. I, didn't I was going to say, you're like, I'm going to burn it all down. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, <laughs> okay, um, but anyway, right where you are is much closer to you. Um, and I'd like you to make a perception check because there's something else odd about this low thing too. Uh, it's dark. It is dark. Um, okay. And so um, that's so you don't really. You, it's something weird about it, but you don't really know what. But as I say, it's much closer to you, like as if you were inside, like the ceiling of a room inside, as opposed to the outer part of the building that's much larger inside. Um, for some reason, the part where you are, the roof, the, the area of leaves is much closer. Okay, I'm gonna cast. 
Do I have, did, did, do I have any equipment with me, or did I, did I lose something? Because yeah, of, no, you've got all the stuff that was on you. I would say the only thing you don't, you obviously don't have your pony. Um, but I, um, I, I guess I don't have my pony. I don't my saddle, my my clothes bag. All of that will hopefully stay on the dragon. That is true. I would say though that you do have your backpack because probably that would be you know he, you're not just going to hook it onto his scales. Yeah. You would have to put that. So you still have I would say your weapons and equipment, but not your saddle and not your pony. Okay, I'm going to to cast light on my. Uh, mace then so okay so you do that and as you hold it up first of all there is this um let me see if i can i can do this sound effect um there is you hear that last time we heard this i jumped into a poo pit now we get the Batman moment where as the light goes on, they all clear out and you realize that there weren't just a few. There are hundreds of bats. They go flying around, almost knock you off like and then fly off in all directions. And then you hear this very, very deep, deep voice um, that uh, and a very deep, slow voice that says, Well, I see you've decided to awaken. Be careful, there are some creatures here who do not understand the value of a bit of light. <laughs> 